follow your bliss can sound like a kind of really fluffy statement, right? Like it's just something that people say that sounds kind of nice, but doesn't really have any meaning. And that couldn't be farther from the truth. Follow your bliss was really Joseph Campbell's stepping stones to enlightenment. And it's the spiritual truth that the answer is not outside of you. The answer is not in some random point in the future. The answer is not in some goal that's way down the line. The answer is you here right now. I really can't think of anything more important than waking up to your true self. I mean, once you do that, every single thing in your life changes. It's like a whole new world opens up. I used to look at my life and think, there has got to be more. There is, and this is it. I'm Paige, and this is Spiritual Twenties. Hello, and welcome to episode 11, or as we affectionately call it in my family, double hockey sticks of spiritual 20s. My name is Paige, and today we are talking about following your bliss. Following your bliss was coined by the great Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell, someone I'm probably going to mention a lot throughout the show. He's especially known for, well, first, following your bliss. It's a phrase that he coined. And then he's also known for uncovering the hero's journey, which is something that we'll definitely have an episode on soon. Joseph Campbell was a lot of things. He was a mythologist, a writer, a professor, some people would call him a philosopher, and he he coined the phrase follow your bliss because he was going through these ancient Vedic wisdoms, these ancient wisdoms that are the same that we've been talking about throughout this entire show, and he came across the Vedic notion that there are three kind of ways into enlightenment. One is called sat, which is beingness, chit, which is consciousness and ananda which is bliss and so he kind of came to this point where he was like okay not really sure if i can get my head around beingness not really sure if i can get my head around consciousness but bliss i think that i can get and so he saw following your bliss as the way into enlightenment which is something that many, many, many spiritual teachers, enlightened beings have talked about since. And so very simply, why do we follow our bliss? We follow our bliss so that we can find that enlightenment and awakening. And again, if those words seem really lofty for you, if you are picturing an enlightened being as like somebody with a halo around their head, you know, sitting cross-legged in the Himalayas, I understand that. And so again, to bring it more grounded for you, That enlightenment, that awakening is also your entrance into a life that is actually fulfilling, a life that really lights you up, that internal and external embodiment of bliss, of peace. That is really what we're all after. And so when we follow our bliss, that's our pathway to unlocking that, unlocking that life that is authentic, aligned, wild, free, fun, happy, fulfilling, all of the above. And so the question that this really comes down to is, 
if you had all the time in the world and all the money in the world or there was no such thing as time and there was no such thing as money, you didn't have to worry about these things, what would you do? That's the question that I ask myself every day and I recommend that you start asking yourself this question every day and then doing more of that. It really is that simple. So when I was in my kind of dark night of the soul, what that looked like for me was things like spending time outside, doing more yoga. I like to sing. I like to dance. So I started doing those things more often. I made it a point, I made it a priority to find the things that light me up, to answer that question of what would I do if everything was nothing, if time was no object, if money was no object, if I didn't have to worry about anything, what would I do? And I started doing that more. And what happens when you do that is that you are entering the flow. Because what naturally lights you up, what you would instinctually do, is part of your soul's journey, your soul's mission. And so those are the things that are going to keep unlocking this life that is actually yours, that is your mission, that is your dharma, your purpose. And so if you ask yourself these questions, what brings me bliss? What are the things that I do that I feel like I'm in a flow state, that I feel like time is passing and I didn't even know it, like two hours felt like two minutes? What are these activities that I do? And let's say, for example, you come up with surfing. You really love to surf. You feel totally in a flow state, in a blissful state when you are surfing. I'm not saying quit your job and go surf all the time. What it might look like at first is saying, okay, instead of watching TV for two hours at night, I'll go to bed two hours earlier and then I can wake up every morning and surf. You are putting yourself in the way of your bliss. You are stepping into that flow. You are making choices to do things that light you up instead of just living in the rat wheel, living on that treadmill, doing things that we were kind of all conditioned to do, right? Like, why do we watch TV for two hours at night? Is it because it's good for us? Generally speaking, it's definitely not good for us. Why do we do that? Because we were conditioned to. And so, right, if you're someone listening to this show, my hope is that it's because you are somebody who wants to step into alignment, step into your authenticity, start making better life choices so that you can have a better life. And so when we look at just where are we giving our time and energy throughout the day, where can we make some substitutes? Where can you say, how much time am I spending scrolling on Instagram and what value add does that have to my life? And then there are apps for this now and things. You can look at that and say, oh my God, I've spent three hours on my phone today. That's three hours I could be dancing. I could be singing. I could be doing yoga. I could be working out. I could be surfing. I could be reading. I could be learning a new skill. And so then following your bliss means making that decision to do those things that light you up. And what happens is you end up in a flow. So again, a couple things that put me in a flow state are singing and dancing. I don't think that I am going to be a professional singer or a dancer. So we have to understand that this doesn't necessarily mean your career right away or at all. Our culture has loved to merge this purpose and job. And I think that for many of us, that will be the case, that eventually th that those things will merge in one way or another. But at first, it doesn't have to be that. At first, just by doing the activities, 
that puts you in a flow state, that is what's tapping you into this energy and into this flow so that then you are open to these insights. When you are putting yourselves in flow states, you start to catch visions, synchronicities start to pick up. You start to have insights about places you should go and things you should do. You start to say, maybe I should take this class. Maybe I should learn this new skill. And then maybe that new skill becomes an integral part of your new career. And that insight would not have happened if you weren't putting yourself in a flow state. Again, this comes back to this societal belief that we have that we think that we need to be lighting a fire under our butts all the time. We need to be intellectualizing every choice we make. We need to be pushing. We need to be struggling. And we think that that is the way to be successful. That is the way to find your purpose. And unfortunately, that's just not true. Because more often than not, the intellectualized choices that we make are not the ones that we would naturally do, are not the ones that we would instinctually do because they are the ones that have been programmed. They are the ones that are a result, again, from that superficial self, from that ego, from how your family told you you needed to be, from how your society told you you needed to be. They're the decisions that come from what everybody told you you need to be, not who you naturally are. By stepping into the flow, by doing these things that are more authentically you, you're communicating that to yourself, to the universe, and you're unlocking that. You're having this kind of great remembrance of who you really are. You know, another exercise you can do is tap into who you were as a kid before you had all the programming. Remember, what were the things that you loved as a kid? And and just kind of journal on that. Take some notes on that because all of these things are going to be clues to who you really are and what you're really here to do. And so when we say follow your bliss, you're making yourself open to these insights. You're making yourself open to unlocking what your purpose, your dharma really is. And again, like for me in my case, that looked like just spending time outside. Of course, being in the woods isn't a career for me. But it was through spending time in the woods that I started to catch these insights of what to do next. And what I love about Follow Your Bliss is it really speaks to the message of living your journey instead of living for the destination, which is something that we hear so much, but I don't think that it ever really hits home for most people because I know for me, it it didn't hit home until until recently in my life and it was like a big epiphany when it did hit home. And this is where so many of us get tripped up and that we're always working towards some destination in the future, some unclear point that that what happens to a lot of us is you get to that point that you thought was going to be the big thing and then it's like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be or it's less big than I thought it was going to be or maybe it feels really big but you're like, now what? What following your bliss reminds us to do is stop putting off your happiness. It is actually by bringing your happiness, by bringing your bliss into the now that you are able to unlock this amazing fulfilling life right because it's not that this there's some goal that we need to achieve out in the way future and now we just need to be miserable and push ourselves so that we can find ways to achieve that goal 
It's actually the opposite. We're doing it backwards. It's welcoming the bliss into our lives right now because that will unlock the flow state, which will unlock this whole new world, like I say, of possibilities where synchronicities start happening. Things are picking up because you have entered into the flow and you have unlocked that blueprint, that, that imprint that exists on your soul that you came here with. Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith says that you can picture your soul to be like the seed. And so the seed of a rose bush comes into this world and it can be floating around in the wind for a long time, but already in it is the rose bush. The rose bush already exists in the seed. Even if it looks nothing like a rose bush, even if the seed is just blowing around for years and years and years, when it lands in the right soil, when the proper conditions are met, then it blossoms into the rose bush. But all along, it has been the rose bush. And that is you. Your soul has this blueprint, has this imprint on it of the, the life that you are here to live. That's going to be what authentically and genuinely lights you up. That's going to be what puts you in that state of bliss, of happiness all the time. And that already exists inside you. But the conditions aren't met when we are doing things that are out of alignment with our soul and spirit, that are out of alignment with our bliss. So if you are doing all of these things that are not lighting you up, right? Like just think about your everyday activities. Again, spending time on Instagram, spending time watching TV, spending time mindlessly scrolling through whatever, spending time with people that don't light you up, spending time in a job you don't like. All of these things are keeping you out of alignment. And what so often happens is that it takes a Mack truck to the side of the head for people to wake up, but it doesn't have to. It can just be that You can take a look at your life right now as you're listening to me talking and say, am I following my bliss? What are those things that put me in those flow states? What are those things that just feel so natural to me to do? I think that when when it comes to purpose, so many of us get stuck because we think that it's going to be this big thing. We think it's going to be like an aha moment. It's going to like rock your world. You're going to be like, oh my God, yes, this is it. I'm supposed to be an astronaut. And it's like, actually what your purpose is, what your bliss is, is probably the thing that feels like the most simple to you. That's why so many people miss it because I think that our culture, our society has conditioned us to wait for, you know, the big moment. And most often It's just what feels really natural and easy for you to do. Like, for example, talking about life and happiness and spirituality and how we can unlock this world of potentials. That is like, I can't believe that this is a job for me right now. And if you asked me a couple years ago, I never would have thought that that, that this would be what I was doing. But if you asked me things that I love to do, it would be this. It would be talking about people and why we do what we do and how we can do it better and where we're growing as a human society, as a human tribe, where we've been lost, where we've been found. That is my bliss and it is now a career for me. If I didn't choose to surrender, to make choices that put me in alignment, that put me in flow, then I wouldn't have realized this. This is not to say that whatever your bliss is, and of course, by the way, there are so many different ways that we 
experience bliss. There are so many different things that bring me bliss. There are so many different things that put me in a flow state. And so this is not to say that that thing is destined to be your career. So you really want to make sure that you separate that in your head and just instead realize that it is by doing the things that puts you in the flow state, by doing the things that bring you bliss, that you are unlocking your potential. You are unlocking your authentic self, that you are making the decision to live in alignment. And then that's when things start to really unfold for you. And I want to talk about vision for a second. Having a vision is so great and it's so beautiful, but it can also be a hindrance. And so also, by the way, if you're somebody who doesn't have the vision, that's perfectly okay because what happens sometimes when we have the vision, when we see our goals, right? When we see where we want our life to be, when we do that vision board and we have this big glorious life mapped out and these things that we want to achieve and where we're going to go and we're so excited about it, what can often happen is that we start to intellectualize our choices. And when we do that, we're at risk of falling out of the flow state, right? So what has happened to me on various occasions is that I'm so set on the goal that I start to say, okay, well, what do I need to do in order to achieve that goal? Which is, of course, a helpful and productive question. But then what we need to keep remembering and keep bringing back into our awareness also and what we need to pair with that is, is this what brings me bliss? Is this still keeping me in alignment in the flow? Because it will be very easy to fall out. And so if you have this big vision, use it as an intention and be weary of clinging to that outcome. Be weary of the part of you that's going to want to say, I have to do this, this, and this so that that will happen. Because that is the kind of thinking that takes us out of the flow. And so maybe the last major point on this is that staying in flow actually requires a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of self-discipline because we have been conditioned for so long. We're naturally going to keep stepping out. We're naturally going to have the thoughts that bring us back to, well, I don't think that that makes sense. Well, maybe I shouldn't do that or maybe that's weird. You're naturally going to be challenged by other people. You're naturally going to be challenged by societal narratives. You're naturally going to do things like numb out on TV or whatever it is. It takes a lot of self-discipline to get to this place that so many of my teachers use of blissipline. It may seem counterintuitive, but you have to exert effort in order to do what is in actual alignment with your soul and spirit. And I think that that gets better as time goes on. You know, I think that at first, it's going to be really hard to break those old habits. You're going to be really challenged by your ego. You're going to be really challenged by your superficial self. You're going to be really challenged by that voice in your head. You're going to be really challenged by your peers, by your friends, by your family. At first, it was really difficult and challenging to make those decisions, to choose what would bring me bliss over what made sense to other people, to choose what put me in flow over what my intellect and my experiences have told me is what I should do. At first, that's really difficult. And so it takes discipline and it takes perseverance and it takes committing 
to yourself, to living this better life, to unlocking your potential, to unlocking your destiny, your dharma, all of these beautiful things. There are just way too many distractions. There are just way too many layers that we build up over that core, over that spiritual being that you are at your core. You, with a capital Y, are your spirit. Again, you're a spiritual being, having a human experience. That pure divine spirit and soul that is you has so many layers built up around it and so it takes discipline and commitment to follow your bliss it takes it takes making the decision to choose activities that are going to put you in flow and then when you start catching those visions it's going to take discipline to follow through with them because while it will feel right you know, feeling right doesn't necessarily mean feeling good. So what often happens as you're paving this road, as you are forging your path, you're going to come across challenges. The thing that you are going to be guided to do is going to be slaying your dragon, which is going to be a challenge. It's going to be difficult, obviously, and you might, and you might lose some battles. But again, it is only through following your bliss and making the decision to forge this path instead of walking on somebody else's that's already been beautifully paved that you unlock your true destiny, your true future. And that dragon, that battle is going to be your battle, which means that it's going to be the key to your next great thing. And again, it's about staying in that flow. So you may have times where you get so caught up in the vision that you are missing out on the now. And that means you're out of flow, you're out of alignment. That happens to me a lot. And it takes discipline to come back to the now, to say, am I bringing bliss to my life right now? Or am I putting it off for some unknown point in the future? The other place that our mind goes often is on the past. We can get so caught up on our past, so caught up on a story that we have, and then we have to exercise discipline to say, oh wait, I'm not in the now, I'm in the past, which means I'm not following my bliss, which means that I'm not in the flow state, which means that I am not living my highest self, living my best life. Follow your bliss can sound like a kind of really fluffy statement, right? Like it's just something that people say that sounds kind of nice, but doesn't really have any meaning. And that couldn't be farther from the truth. Follow your bliss was really Joseph Campbell's stepping stones to enlightenment. And it's the spiritual truth that so many teachers have lived and explained, myself included, that the answer is not outside of you. The answer is not in some random point in the future. The answer is not in some goal that's way down the line. The answer is you here right now. Can you follow your bliss right now? What choices can you make to welcome bliss, to welcome flow into your life? Because, because that goal, that happiness, that thing that seems like we'll never attain it or will attain at some point down the line, you have every ability to attain it right now. Tap into that bliss right now and keep living that every single moment of every single day because that is the heaven on earth. That is nirvana. That is what we're all really after underneath all of the layers of the things that we think that we're after. So your job, my challenge to you is to ask yourself, what would you do if 
money and time were no object. If you had all the money in the world, if you had all the time in your in the world, what would you do? What are those things that you do that make you feel like time is flying by? What are those things that you do that make you feel like time is stopped? What are the things you do that just feel so natural and feel so good to you and feel like if somebody told you that you could do it all day, you wouldn't believe them? Start to write those things down, start to journal on those things and then start to do them more today, not at some random point in the future because your happiness is not at some random point in the future, it's now, it's inside you. That bliss, that discipline, exists inside you right now and you can tap into it whenever you make the decision to do so. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Spiritual 20s. My name is Paige and I am so grateful to play even the smallest role in your journey to living a more authentic, more aligned, more wild and free life. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and I'll see you next time.